0: Broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout and discussing everything that has been taking place in the geek world over the past 168 hours. Well, give or take. It's the Stolen Droids Podcast.
1: Hello and welcome to Stolen Droids Podcast, episode number 213. Uh, yep, that's Greg. And I'm Smitty. I'm Colin. I'm Zahner. And I'm Zook. We are all really out of it, so this is going to be awesome. I did get the um, show number right so let's see if i can get the sponsors right this time and not insult them Uh well, we're brought to you by our friends over at truckradio.net, net, krypton com, uh radio kscr open book audio 4814 web hosting the best web hosting out there uh and stitcher.com i think i already said that crap i was doing so well <laughs> so true story this week true story our friend kristen netepak who we absolutely adore uh just won a uh, iaw tv award she uh, she reaches out to me and says, I'm having some horrible problems with my host, and it turns out she's on the same host that we used to be on, and I had to tell her, look, you got to run away from them. They completely screwed us up. They kept crashing our site, and then they blamed us for it on Twitter. Go see the guys at 4814. They'll hook you up. They'll treat you right. She said that she'd go ahead and do that. Kristen, if you're listening, tell them Still Enjoyed sent you. You guys should go check it out, too. They will set you up, and you they will not let you down, even if you keep screwing with your server like we do. That's 48-14.com. We have feedback.
2: Yay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was, like, so um, interesting.
2: And there was much
1: rejoicing. Indeed. <laughs> Yay. Still hurt. Feedback. Okay. Um Sorry, if you don't know what Mad TV is, you'll <laughs> totally not get that reference. Colin's already too young. Uh, Nathan Little I writes. I know
3: what Mad TV is.
0: Thank you very much. I'm not that young. He learned about it from his elders <sighs> in the
3: long, long. I saw time it in a ago. history book. Is, is that you guys? My elders? Apparently, yeah. I'm the eldest of them all.
1: <laughs> you're so elder. You're never mind. Um, so Nathan writes first. I also have Batman onesie pajamas. Nice. Awesome. Nathan, Nathan, that does not surprise me. Second, speculation. When Hound says, Chewie, we're home, I believe he's referring to the Millennium Falcon, leading me to believe that they reclaim it in the movie. Thanks, Nathan. I don't that disagree. Be, I, you know, uh, part of the fun of this, uh, thanks for the feedback. feedback, by the way, Nathan. And if anyone wants to know, Nathan is actually Pug Ninja in our Clash of Clans clan. You should check it out because we, we, oh. we've gotten really active. Hey, that's who Pug Ninja is? <laughs> that's Pug Ninja.
3: Oh. It's nice to he's, kind of meet him. He's the, uh, <laughs> kind of. he's
2: the awesomest player in our clan. He gives us all good tips. So Maybe I should actually play again.
1: Yes, maybe <laughs> you should. Get rid of that BlackBerry you tried installing it on. Get a real man's phone.
3: <laughs> it's called an iPhone. Thank you very much.
1: Yeah, I'd like to just point this out. I like to say, get a real man's phone. Well, he has an iPhone. He also works now as an IT person for a Mac-based environment for <clears> a makeup company. <laughs> <laughs>
3: hey... You know, <laughs> there's one thing in my whole IT career that I never thought I would do, and that was to look up pink storage bins to house all my stuff in.
1: Like personal. That stuff happened today.
3: Company to, stuff. To
2: Colin's oh. defense, he is wearing a Captain to, America to be in my office. That's he has some redeeming attributes. Just Captain America.
1: Anyway, uh Nathan, I, I absolutely agree, and like Zonar says he doesn't disagree. The fun thing about this whole episode seven, and we brought this up before, is the fact that we really don't know anything going in. You know, uh Dr. Squishy over on Moving Picture Show, he points out that maybe Han and Leia did hook up, maybe they did have a kid, but their relationship always seemed kind of a flash in the pan. Like maybe they split up, they couldn't stay together. Yeah, because also- they just want separate things.
2: I always thought that the extended universe version of their relationship seemed really fake after how the movies set up their personalities. So it makes more sense the way Squishy
1: lays it out, that right? And Sorry. and the fact that he lost the Millennium Falcon and he had it back—that's that's perfect. Or maybe maybe that's the first scene of the new movie, and you see it coming in low over Tatooine, and they're the first characters you actually see and. For the last 30 years, he's made his home on Tatooine or something. That's why he's saying, we're home. And it's just pure fan service.
3: We don't know. And I kind of love that. What I wonder is if Chewbacca ever found his one true mate. Nala? (laughs) Yeah, he did. We know this.
1: Yeah. No, we don't know this. Oh, crap. EU is all thrown out. The window. Is that... Wait, no, no, no. Is that EU now? Or is that still canon? (laughs) It can't be canon. (laughs) Holiday special. Ooh. Oh no! Oh. oh no! Is the holiday special still canon? <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> well, well, not okay. extended universe.
3: Here's this is the problem. Okay, this is the terrible only, news. The
1: main problem with Disney buying Lucasfilm and all the rights and then getting rid of the extended universe or saying it's not canon. All the best parts of Star Wars are now not canon, and all the worst parts are now 100% canon. Hayden Christensen, Midichlorians, Jar Jar Binks, canon. Thanks, Great Admiral Lucas. Thrawn. Okay, um, the Sun Crusher, Jake Duran, Jar yeah. Binks. They're all gone. Misa cannon now. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> so Boba Fett didn't survive the Sarnak? Not yet. Not that we know
3: huh? Hey, hey, I know deep down in my heart that he survived.
1: I have a statue of him escaping the Sarlacc. And also, yeah, so does awesome the...
3: Is an unleashed
0: figure really a statue?
1: Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. They were $15. Never mind the fact that it smells like a brand new shower curtain. <laughs> and and they did
3: announce Boba's solo movie. So, of course, yeah, he's back. So, There's just two could, hours of him inside Origins. the Sarlacc. It could be an Origins movie, though. So I, I don't know. I don't think it would be an Origins
2: you're right. It, it, it might not be. We, we're just speculating at this point,
3: so it's all it's all hearsay. All speculation.
1: Uh, Ruff writes, in regards to Netflix and Daredevil and their subtitling, from the story that we linked, the SEC requires broadcasters to provide audio descriptions of many programs so blind people can enjoy TV along with everyone else. But Netflix isn't a broadcaster. It's an internet-based service, and they didn't plan to provide that audio. Until they did. So good job, Netflix.
0: I didn't realize that at
1: all. I was not yeah. aware of that Oops. either.
0: Probably because I'm not blind.
1: Well, yeah, not Probably. just that, but I, I mean, I have secondary audio programming on my TV. It's Spanish. Yes. So you I can watch real-
0: American Idol in
1: Español.
2: <laughs> they translate all the singing, too.
1: <laughs> it's actually, they're just saying it's not very good in Spanish. <laughs> no, no, this one's not very good. Selena was better. <laughs> of course she was. You can send your uh, hate mail, too.
0: <laughs> I just don't know why you're so
1: racist. I'm Asian. All Asians are racist.
3: <laughs> Wait, I thought you were Mexican.
1: <laughs> Awkward. You know what's really funny is the fact that, like, 25% of our podcast panel here is brown. And that's, like, the inverse of the actual world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm so our listeners actually know I am um, I'm half Japanese actually Okinawan I am German Russian Irish Scottish a bit Italian uh, we do have some Native American back in there as well um, and I think a few others that I'm not really familiar with I'm basically uh, a mixture of everything you're a, munt, which call that a that, mutt <laughs> yeah I'm a, I'm a Heinz fifty seven which means in about hundred years you're all gonna look like me. So... Just saying. I am the future man, okay? So you're a wheat then. <laughs> Except for you Australians. You Australians mm. are still going to look very isolated. Just saying. I mean that in the nicest way possible.
0: Should we talk about some news before we like just hey. completely alienate everyone? <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> because... This is, this, this is the Stone, drugs, stone Show. Because let me tell the you, it's only a matter drugs. of time before I just go full-blown comedic <laughs> racist here. <laughs>
1: He's only been half blown so far.
3: Don't don't worry, Zonner. You're not as much of a saltine cracker as I
1: am. This is true. Uh, and uh, and Schmitty is of pure descent. Well, we can't say that. That's not racist. That's just downright horrible. Never mind. I, I'll I'll fix that in post. Okay. No, you so won. speaking of the superior product, Apple. Uh, they released a patch a little while ago to fix a vulnerability called RootPipe. First off, I want to ask, and I'm I'm kinda joking, I'm kinda going for the laugh, but I'm still kind of serious. Who's in charge of naming these vulnerabilities? Seriously. A plumber?
2: Well, the <laughs> the root pipe vulnerability is actually named after how the vulnerabil- vulnerability is um, is
1: achieved. We found this computer is vulnerable to attacks by pipe. So,
0: yeah, (laughs) you take a lead pipe. (laughs) They send the Mario brothers
1: to fix it. It's It's a Nintendo property.
0: Oh, that's right.
1: They don't do crossovers. It's it's me, McAfee. Um, (laughs) Crossing ethnicities again. (laughs) I, I, I get what you're saying, but, you know, we've had Heartbleed. We've had, we've had all sorts of really weird named ones. I'm honestly kind of wondering who names these. Anyway, that's not the point. The point is, is that Apple said, hey, check it out. We fixed it. Uh, it's really awesome. It's great. However, if you don't have macOS OS X 10.10 or above, you can't get this patch. Sorry, it's just the way it is. Anyone below that, you're just going to have to remain vulnerable. And that was a lot of people. Well, guess what? It turns out it's more people than you thought because even the ones who received the patch are still vulnerable. The patch didn't actually fix anything.
2: <laughs> Fail. Um, for, fortunately for them, though, uh, you do still have to gain local access to the computer in order to uh, um, to achieve this vulnerability, or to, to get through this vulnerability. However, this does open up your computer to spyware and viruses. Oh, but wait, Apple can't get viruses,
3: right? Yeah, no, never, never. They can never do any wrong. This is
2: how viruses happen, vulnerabilities like this. So, yeah, Apple can get
3: vulnerabilities. You know, it's it's just ridiculous that something so wide and with so many users not even transitioned over to Yosemite yet, to have that vulnerability and leave it there is just so unresponsible for the company.
1: Well, okay, I'm going to play devil's advocate here, and I know how weird this is for me to take this stance. Microsoft provides incredible security for all of their products. Okay? I know that there's a lot of people out there who will who will argue with me on that, but guess what? You're wrong. They do. They do their very best, and it's a big, big task. But as a result, it slows Microsoft down. They come across as being not very innovative or being stuck on their laurels when really it's just because they're trying to support so many possible vulnerabilities and possible exploits across so many different platforms. Google mm-hmm. and Apple both provide horrible security for their products. I'm sorry, it's just true. Um, they keep up to date on their current version as best as they can, anyway, and offer almost no support for their legacy products. And legacy may be simply two versions ago. Yep. Yeah, but switch, as a res- which is, but but in a way that almost plays to their favor because Google is able to pump out a new OS, a new Android kernel. Much faster than Microsoft can possibly throw out a new Windows phone. Apple's throwing out new iOS and OS X versions all the time, like clockwork. And it's almost kind of this, well, that was a problem in the past. That problem is for the past. Let's just keep moving forward. And in a way that kinda of makes sense. Don't get me wrong, I still choose Microsoft's method. But I don't think this is a problem with their tech. I think this is a problem with their culture.
2: Yeah. It's it's the rapid development cycle mindset. they their goal is to get people to move to the next versions, get new new devices, whereas Microsoft is in for the the longer, the long haul. But the users that, that mainly and,
3: utilize these Apple systems are just that; they are standard users for the most part. Most of their major base is just your standard consumer. Yeah, you know, yeah. There's a lot of companies that are starting to move on to that as an enterprise solution right now, but there's still most of those people are are consumers that don't understand and aren't properly educated on even updating their system.
1: Well, yeah, not just that. I I actually was told in a very haughty kind of way by a, uh, by a Mac user, by a Mac fan, how nice he thought it was that Apple wasn't constantly trying to get him to restart his system with system updates. Oh my gosh, when I had a Windows computer, it was system updates all the time. I couldn't get any work done. It was just constantly updating my system. I hated it. And I get that it sounds annoying, and that it seems annoying. So I went to his MacBook. I said, system update? It hadn't been updated in three years. <laughs> Uh, Boy, it's a good yeah, thing they the don't get viruses,
3: yeah. right? Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, on the flip side, though, yeah, um, my I'm rebooting my computer probably three to four times a month because of updates. But you look at those updates, and most of them are, guess what, are security updates. They're fixing their stuff. I'm I know that I am secure to the best of their knowledge. It's not like I'm three years behind. So it's it's a sense of security that's on a different level.
1: It's a very different mindset, I think. Uh, now, for you Mac users out there who listen to our show, you're probably tech-savvy enough that you're listening to this going, yeah, yes, but you have to gain local access to the computer, which on a Mac means you have to enter the administrative password to get this stuff to do that. And you're right. And congratulations for knowing that. And if you know that, then you're not going to fall for this. Okay? But can you honestly tell me that all Mac users out there don't just immediately enter their admin password whenever they get prompted for something.
2: <laughs> I'm going to download this cool program because it says I can have different cursors on my computer. Yeah, it happens to, to Windows users,
1: too. Oh, I can
3: get more emojis?
1: <laughs> I can download RAM? Sweet. Those,
2: those uh, for lack of a better word, uh, gullible uh, users that fall for these these tactics, and it's, it's software like that that... that you know praise on them. problems <laughs> yeah
0: yeah don't you love it when you go to do tech support for somebody and, and Colin, you don't have to worry about this because this never happens to max <laughs> <laughs> but but you I support windows too <laughs> <laughs> they they open up their browser and you can't even see the browser part all you can see is like eight million toolbars
3: all strewn across the top
0: he
1: has oh, a couple oh, windows that in his reminds, office. That reminds they look out me out of my the geek
3: squad days <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> Internet Explorer just—it just, takes forever to load anything on here. It's like five minutes just to load the program. It's like, pal, I don't the very get. fact you that, guys screwed up my system.
1: The very fact that that's able to load anything is yeah, a Colin freaking is miracle. Like and your computer is faster than anything right we've ever seen.
3: It's—it's it's back on memory lane, guys. That's—it's terrible. Yeah, that, I can't is, tell, but, but I
1: think everything I just those froze. Days
3: well,
0: because they're still here. Yay! Oh, the, they will always be. The future is today. <laughs> and I think the Zook just died. So, yeah, I'm so, pretty sure he dropped. So let's just move on. Facebook has revamped their newsfeed algorithm. Um, because Facebook sucks. I hate Facebook more than anything.
2: <laughs> I, and You know what, though? I, and I'm, I'm probably the biggest Facebook hater here. I actually noticed this. Um, because starting f- as of like a couple days ago, I started actually getting relevant posts on my on my newsfeed, like things that I was actually like posts from people that I actually cared about um, and and wanted to to hear from you know instead of like a, like a week ago or a month ago I was getting random posts from people I didn't even know so I, I noticed this just like a couple of days ago and it's actually making it a, a nicer
0: experience <laughs> see I've noticed it as well what they're doing is they are basically promoting your friends content at the expense of the content of various pages. And so instead of showing you friend content, page, 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 friend content, they're showing you friend content, page, exact same friend content, exact same friend content. At least that's my experience. I'm seeing two and three posts exactly the same from people. And I hated Facebook before, but they just get worse every day. I, I really can't stand them.
2: Yeah, well, I, I think, for for the most part, I think it's for the better because um, from uh, from my experience, before this update, it was worse for me. I was getting uh, posts from pages that I, I haven't even followed, posts from um, people that aren't even my friends, and now I'm actually getting posts from friends that I follow and pages that I follow, and I, it's actually making me want to uh, spend more time on Facebook because oh. I'm not having to scroll three or four pages to get to something that actually interests me.
1: Can we, can we get that sound clip again? Can you say that again? <laughs> just grab I it still in, don't like Facebook. Just grab it and post, Zook.
3: <laughs> now, now, in one one part of this, it's also going to make pages like ours suffer in the long run. Well, you know, I,
2: I don't think it will affect um, pages like ours because... Th- this will affect pages uh, that post things like every, every 15 minutes. Like uh, BuzzFeed the, or... Like BuzzFeed, yeah. People that post things 15, every 15 or 30 minutes, this is going to affect. They're not going to reach the same amount of people that they did before. I don't think that, that smaller pages like us are going to suffer because we're doing maybe one or two posts a day. So um, because of that, I, I think we'll actually get more traction. With this, because we're not doing a lot of repeat posts.
1: Well, maybe, but the fact of the matter is is that Facebook doesn't care if we do or not, because we're not Facebook's main commodity. Yeah, we provide content, but we're on Facebook to promote ourselves. Sorry, I know that sounds cruel, but as Stolen Droids, we're on Facebook to promote Stolen Droids. And Facebook doesn't care. Facebook wants the users to promote themselves so they can make money off the users.
2: Right. But, but this algorithm change is specifically to prevent multiple posts from the same page or person in a row um, if, if they're posting non-stop. Right. So.
0: And, Good point. and all that being said, if you like the content that we share on Facebook, don't just like it. Share it with your friends.
1: Right. you'll get
3: more of
0: it. Sharing well, is
1: caring. Uh, not just that, but we did hit 500, which means at some point when Schmitty isn't coughing up a lung... Uh, I do believe we owe them some beatboxing.
0: We do owe beatboxing. I believe we owe it was the Ruth. intro and outro. We the
1: owe Koffing, it to the people.
3: That coughing did count as my beatboxing. <laughs> <laughs> and I apologize, people. All of them decided to ban my rapping with his beatboxing.
0: I don't <laughs> oppose that at all. I want to hear it.
3: <sighs> it would have been great.
0: <laughs> I don't think we ever said that. You're you're trying to bow out.
1: Come on, Colin. Pack it up. Pack it in. Let me begin. <laughs>
2: That'd I'm here so to win. Goofy. Go
1: against me. That's a sin.
0: <laughs>
3: you can't handle the flow. A brick is just a brick.
1: I flow like Shatner, yo. Yeah, Word. I'm not
3: even going to touch that. That's just just too hard to beat.
1: It's you okay. You better just drop you the mic. You can't touch this.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I start dancing on my camera, which makes for great audio.
0: <laughs> it, it does. It works really well. You know what else makes okay. for great audio? Talking about Google Wallet being FDIC insured.
1: Uh, Not really, absolutely. but we'll try anyway. Was, was that a, a sausage?
0: No, that was a segue, actually. That was a oh. real segue as opposed to just throwing
3: sausage to the wind. You know what? Yeah. I just want throwing. a sausage with you guys once, okay?
1: Uh, This That's, is why we're all married, Colin.
3: <laughs> uh, are you talking about a sausage fest? <laughs> oh, my god.
0: Isn't that what the Germans do, like in October? That's what the Oktoberfest
2: is for, yeah. <laughs> i wrong. break out my later husband. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he is the t- superior podcaster. <laughs> okay. Um, yes. Google Wallet is FDIC insured. Yay. Who cares? Now, don't get me wrong. Because on one hand, this is actually really cool. Currently, FDIC, uh, the Federal Deposit Insurance, what is it? Commission? Committee? Corporation. Corporation. Corporation thank you. Um, is a big player behind the banks. Um, credit unions are not FDIC insured. They're usually National Credit Union Administration insured instead. Basically, it means that should there ever be a run on the bank, your funds are protected. No matter if the bank goes out of business or not, you will still be able to pull your money back. This came about in the 30s during the Great Depression when people would go to the bank and all want their cash back at once. Banks don't actually keep all that cash on hand. And so a bank would go out of business and people who had deposited funds to it they were just they were out of luck. So FDIC came about uh to protect them saying okay look, your money is insured by the government. If you had deposited your money in an FDIC insured bank, even if the bank goes out of business, you can get your money back. Here's the reason I say it doesn't really matter. It's Google. They ain't going out of business anytime soon. <laughs> no, but what it does help is the uh the, the
2: funds that 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 you keep in your Google wallet um up until now was just in the wind. I mean, they, they, they store it for you, they keep track of it, so they know how much you have. Um, but if something happens physically to the servers that keep that information and or the banks that they're storing it in, you lose that money. Or balance-
1: or Sorry, one other example, which would probably actually mean more to Google users. If Google suddenly decided to randomly stop supporting it and close down Google Wallet's... Which you know, they like have done the like buzz now. or waves or, or wave or some other their other product that they just suddenly said well, Google Wallet isn't panning out. We're just going to close it.
2: Yeah, exactly. So now now that it's FDIC insured, that that balance I, they're keeping in an FDIC insured bank, if any of those situations happen, that money is still yours. So now Google Wallet officially is more secure than PayPal, which kind of just makes me a little. Happy inside.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that's, this is a big deal. I mean, don't get me wrong. I said, who cares? Google's not going out of business, and that's still true. But it is a big deal in that it adds a lot of legitimacy to e-wallets or online payment systems. Apple Pay doesn't have this. PayPal doesn't have this. I don't think Western Union has this for their e-transfer system.
2: No, because they usually don't hold on to it longer than 30 days. So, I mean... And- the cool thing about this is so for people that, that are in, uh, um, oh, you you just brought up the term, earlier, the, the ones that are NCAU insured, uh, uh, credit unions, credit unions, thank you, brain fart. <laughs> uh, people that are in credit unions don't have FDIC, FDIC insured funds, um, and I'm in, I'm in that situation. It's not too bad of a situation because NCAU is similar, but no, it's not, a NCUA. Larger. Yeah. So it's, um, it's more beneficial for me to start using Google Wallet as an actual funds holder because of that FDIC insurance. Um, I use Google Wallet a lot now for shopping and for gas because tap to pay. (laughs) So I, I'm more likely to start transferring more funds into it that uh,
1: I I use Google Wallet if only because of its uh, ability to keep track of things. I know that sounds really dumb, but the fact of the matter is I'm really bad at keeping track of where my money goes And so, uh, for instance, I just had a a trip out to L.A. for work. I just used my Google Wallet the entire time I was out there, and I just submitted that. Were you able to to use
0: it everywhere you went?
1: Yeah. Because that's impressive. I I can't do that yet. If I wasn't able to use my tap to pay, I simply transferred funds to the card because I have a debit card that's linked to my Google Wallet balance. So if I couldn't use tap to pay, I still had the card. But, yeah, I I used Google Wallet, and then when I got back, I simply used that, showed it to my finance team, and got reimbursed for it. So... Nice. Now, a lot of banks are starting to go that way, too, but it's pretty cool. Uh, Google's other big news, big news that no one's going to care about probably for about four months, and then suddenly it's going to take off and be all the rage, but you heard it here first, if you weren't online. Uh, Google (laughs) unveiled their new wireless system, wireless meaning cellular. Uh, They have partnered with T-Mobile and Sprint for Google Fi? Fi?
2: Project Fi. It it is Fi. Fi Fi Fovum. Yep, project phone. I just want out of bones. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a stupid name, but it's a really cool idea. The idea is that uh it's going to use the best of both Sprint and T-Mobile. If you're on Google Fi, then you transfer between the two networks whichever one has better signal or better speed in that area.
2: And it hot transfers between Wi-Fi networks too if you're on on Wi-Fi. So voice calls are now transferable to Wi-Fi with with their technology.
1: And price-wise, it uh it's actually quite uh, affordable. It's quite competitive. I wouldn't say affordable. Their data is still a little bit expensive, in my opinion. But overall, it's a strong offering. It's a strong start. Uh,
2: it's it's a it's a pay for what you use. So if you if you don't use all the data you pay for, um, it rolls over to the next month. So it's it's a lot more along the lines of the pay as you go model.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, currently, it is only available on the Nexus Six. Uh, Supposedly, the Nexus 6 is the only uh, phone out there that has the hardware capable of running it. They haven't really clarified what that means.
2: I I believe it means that because it supports both, it has to be able to switch between CDMA and GSM um, within the same um, data packet sending whatever. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That
0: was eloquent.
2: But uh, yeah, a lot of phones cannot do that right now. I- even if your phone supports CDMA and GSM, it cannot switch between the two seamlessly. Um, Nexus Six can do it, I believe. Uh, the Samsung Galaxy S Six can do it, so I think that'll they'll most likely be the next one that can do the support this. So um, this probably will not be uh, available in mass until probably end of next year.
1: Yeah. Um. Again, this is really cool. It's a really good idea. Uh, I think it's a little bit immature for the greater population to suddenly take up and immediately move to, but hopefully it's one of the projects that grows and not one of the projects they kill after a little while. Because yeah. it would be really cool to see this flourish.
2: This is something that they they've probably had on their uh, docket for a long time because ever since they've been trying to get, um, you know, they they bought out all those other, uh, um, radio bands and they've. They've been trying to do things with Google Voice. This is this has been this is closer to their end game uh, than than we've ever seen it. So I, I'm I'm excited to see their progress in this. It's just getting better.
1: Yeah. So, now, one thing I will point out, and I have, I feel like I need to point this out because I pointed it out before every other time. If you use Google, and let's be honest, we all do. If you have an Android, if you use Gmail, Google Calendar, Drive all those different things. Uh, If you're on YouTube and uploading stuff, if you're on Picasa and uploading pictures and you go home to your Google Fiber account and when you're out on the move, you're using your Google Project Fi, I've got news for you. They own you. That's just how it is. And if you're okay with that, then by all means, more power to you. But if you're not, you really need to be aware of this because (laughs) that is a scary amount of insight into a person's life. They've
2: owned me since 2003, so I... <laughs>
1: I just like the pretty colors of their search engine.
2: <laughs> it, if I'm paranoid now, and I haven't been for the past 10 years, there's something wrong. <laughs> so.
1: You know what's I, really adopted. funny? Is listening to you guys on SD files, I would totally peg you for a conspiracy nut. And yet, Google actually does own you in a real-life conspiracy, and you simply don't care.
2: I, I, I don't care. I accepted it. <laughs> I've accepted it, and it's, I know it's part of my life, and my death will probably be because of something Google did to my data. I don't know. (laughs) That's
1: just a fact of life. They fire his airbag at the wrong time.
0: (laughs) And see, for me, I think that I've just come to accept the fact that Google owns me. I know that they own me. And they're going to be an excellent resource when I need to know what my blood type is.
3: There you
1: go. Okay.
3: I just find out all my personal information from Papa
1: John's. (laughs) <laughs> that is true. <laughs> you, you need to explain that real fast. Real fast. All right.
3: Real fast. So, I forgot an address a while ago, uh, and I was filling out some papers for HR. I forgot my address from like 10 years ago, but I had to list my last six addresses. So, I was just like, how can I find this? And all of a sudden, I was ordering a pizza, and I was just like, Papa John's would know. <laughs> <laughs> so, they gave me my favorite pizza that they've known for 10 years and my address it was great <laughs> thank you <laughs> Papa johns
1: that's kind of scary and cool at the same time uh last <laughs> bit of google news here uh, google uh, apologized for evidently not having any kind of review process whatsoever on their user-created map content uh it turns out there was a android bot android android an android droid what do they call that thing
3: an android yeah. an android
1: yeah. yeah but not like a phone like the actual mascot the little he, green guy the little green guy urinating on an Apple logo in Pakistan. Yeah, in
3: the middle of Pakistan. I think I should make that my wallpaper at work, but I might be killed. They have taken it
0: down and apologized. They said they're sorry, yeah. they're not sorry. And and no, you know, we, we saw
2: this coming. ever Ever since they've allowed user-created content on Google Earth... They've been asking for this. I mean, they they don't curate their data, and this is just bound to happen. And who knows how many other instances of things like this there are. Uh, I I know that there's a a couple sites dedicated to uh, crude and or just odd things that people find on on Google Earth. And, I mean, this is just one of those things that, I mean, it's, yeah, that, because they don't have a curation process, this is what happens.
1: What's, what's really scary to me from this, and this is almost a philosophical standpoint I'm at here, maps should be infallible. You know, if you should be able to trust anything, you should be able to trust maps. That to the cartographers, to the very, their very best ability, this map is 100% accurate. You know, and, and if it's a computer generating it, it should be even more accurate. In theory, but there's it-
2: a problem with that.
1: Yeah, and the idea of user-submitted content that is completely unreviewed, that's a bad idea, in my opinion.
2: Right. Yeah, but see, there, there, there is a, I, I mean, your scenario of, the, of you know, infallible maps, uh, same, same thing with dictionaries. Uh, I mean, data and and maps are something that, that should be 100% correct. However, if you want an infallible map and there's a new subdivision or a new road, you have to wait until the cartographer catches up with that because there's a limited resource there. And that's why we have to go to more of a crowdsourced infrastructure for that, which is why Wikipedia is so popular. You, you couldn't have the scale of Wikipedia with a limited number of, of editors. Yes. And
1: I get that. I do. Cause I love Wikipedia, but, um, When Google Maps really started taking off, what was it, like uh, eight years ago or so, when it really started becoming strong, there was an entire new breed of people out there who were just scouring through Google Maps. There were armchair archaeologists who scoured every square inch of Google Maps and found actual ancient dig sites. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not kidding. These are areas that are very remote, completely isolated, never before touched, they thought, only to look at it, be able to analyze it, and realize there's an ancient civilization buried there, and they were right. Right. And who knows if anyone would have ever found it? But this whole number four
2: hundred old Mayan temples found in Central America because of Google Maps.
1: Yeah, uh, but who's to say with this new breed of user-created content that they're not going to start faking stuff? They're, they're not going to start falsifying this information.
2: Yeah, and that's curators. Yeah.
1: Again, maybe I'm just being sanctimonious on it, but to me, a map needs to be held sacred. It needs to be considered infallible. So that's just me. Um. Quickly, because this isn't in our show notes, and we've already moved past the Apple stuff, but we need to touch on it, and then we can move on. This week, Apple removed apps from their app store that advertised they were compatible with the Apple Watch and with the Pebble. Oh, <laughs> yeah. and Yeah. And they said the reje- rejection reason, you listed a competitor's product. That is unnecessary and redundant. You don't need to say you're compatible with the Pebble. Uh, that that came out earlier this week, and just now, um, a couple hours ago, it said they released a new statement saying they removed those uh, apps apps that's plural by mistake. <laughs> that was an Oops. accident; they didn't mean to, uh, and they're going to re-enable them. So take that for how you will.
2: Yeah, you you don't step on the the world's largest Kickstarter campaign and not expect to be, <laughs> you know, having having to backpedal from that. I, I think Pebble, Pebble and Pebble Time were were two of the largest Kickstarter campaigns in in history. Everyone loves Pebble.
1: No, just, <laughs> just saying. Kickstarter would say otherwise. You know who doesn't like Pebble or your mom or puppies? Podcast.
0: So they hate all
3: things that are fuzzy
1: <laughs> they and, hate, and cute. Oh man, they hate puppies. They euthanize them in them droves. Puppy kickers which is why that their marriage with Time Warner looked like it was going to be such a sure thing, because they also hate puppies. But they're actually going to pass. Not by choice, I get the feeling. Um, turns out that the government pushed back on their merger. You remember, they were going to get married, and that was I think that's like one of the signs of the apocalypse. Uh, they were going to merge, and everyone freaked out, and the government pushed back so hard on it and just kept pushing back on it. They've decided to uh, pass, that they're not going to... Um, that, that they're not going to try and push for that anymore which is a big deal because that was like a 45 billion dollar deal that they were they were counting on so mm. I, I this article is quite long and if you google it there's loads of information about it everyone's writing about it mm. but really all do we have to write anything other than oh thank goodness like that should be the entire article not just the headline yeah that that yeah.
0: really is <laughs> sums it up quite nicely
1: yeah um, in case oh, the, the we care
2: billion, the 48 billion relates to the direct tv and AT, att deal um I, I don't see a um a dollar amount for the comcast time warner one which may have been bigger than that i uh,
1: know it was it was 45 billion dollars that that's the very first paragraph 45 billion dollar oh, okay. build for time warner and 48.5 billion um for the direct tv and att one yeah
2: that that one is expected to go through still so
1: yeah i mean <laughs> Either way, we've got a
2: big monopoly coming through.
1: Yeah, and no one really cares. I love that they added this sentence in here, like we're supposed to be worried for Comcast. Poor Comcast. Poor Time Warner. Uh, But, quote, Comcast doesn't owe Time Warner Cable a breakup fee because the deal didn't work out. End quote. Who the freak cares? (laughs) I don't. The The only reason either of these companies don't actually have a money bin a la Scrooge McDuck is because they would actually break their necks trying to swim in it. Otherwise, they could. Are you sure they don't? (laughs) I'm fairly certain they don't. It's filled with Bitcoin. (laughs) Yay. It's just one Bitcoin that's worth an absolute grundle. Um, And in our final tech headline, and this is just kind of a really weird one, um, a man in Colorado, I guess, got so mad at his computer, he shot it. That's not the weird part. (laughs) Yeah, that's weird, but that's not the weird part of this story. It's that he... Had been, he said that he had been fighting with the machine for the last several months. So he decided to take revenge on it by dragging it out to a back alley and get shot it. it. <laughs> That's like execution style, okay? That's like something you'd see in the Daredevil episodes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was in one of the scenes, yeah.
1: He dragged it to a back <laughs> alley and did it execution style.
2: And he was cited for it. Not. Not for shooting the computer, but because he was shooting within the city limits.
3: <laughs> you know, I can't blame the guy though. The computer does have a Windows uh, Windows XP tag on it, and it's obviously one of the like way old dimensions.
1: Dell has yeah, a Dell Dimension like ninety-one thirty. Yeah, of course it, he's been it, fighting for, with it
2: for the past couple of years. He That's he like an have Athlon been XP over it
3: for like the last twelve years. Those <laughs> Dell that whole Dell Dimension series sucked. He, he did was terrible a
1: back then. I just wow. I mean, we should just be thankful this guy like didn't do that to a person <laughs> because that's the type of person who would. Um, okay, yeah. so into our entertainment news, and some of these are actually just bleed over uh, headlines from a uh, moving picture show with Doctor Squishy. He wasn't able to get to them, so we will for him. Uh, hey, when can we listen to uh, Doctor Squishy?
2: Uh, let's see, Fridays, Fridays,
0: <laughs> Fridays.
1: <at>
2: wow. StolenTweets.com. <laughs> directed at me but yeah friday's on stolen droids.com. thursday's on radio kiss and friday's again at on kryptonradio.com
1: yes schmidt is only his producer he's really good <laughs> at this pretty awesome um okay, i wasn't yes. ready for that question <laughs> think on your toes man daredevil on netflix gets season two question and, and i feel this is a legitimate question if it's not shown in seasons how can we call it season two should we find a new a new word for that
2: Yeah, I don't know. That's that's a good question.
1: Series. The Brits call them series. Like on BBC, you have different series. And that Mm -hmm. confuses Americans. But anyway, whole new model of broadcasting, obviously working very well for Netflix. They had House of Cards. They had um, uh, Orange is the New Black. Black. Yeah. And now Daredevil. I'm on episode seven. I'm going to start it as soon as we're done recording this episode. And uh, you guys are all done, I believe. Yep.
3: Yes. Within like the first day. Yeah, I was I recovering been from really surgery. <laughs> That's all Come I did. Come on, Zook.
1: I've had a really busy couple of weeks, I'm, but they're I'm excellent. Ready
3: for a pure episode of just all Daredevil. No excuse.
2: You can binge watch them in seven and a half hours. No excuse. excuse.
1: I need to sleep at some point. <laughs> no, I've been no. getting like three hours of sleep for the past week because of Daredevil. <laughs> okay? Okay. I start Fair watching me. it at like midnight, <laughs> and then I have to be up at seven. Uh, but can I just say, at the risk of taking it more time, Wilson Fisk is awesome yes. in that series. Yes, he is. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio is excellent. He's so good as as Fisk. But yeah, yeah so season two has been approved. Um, that doesn't really surprise anyone. Yeah,
0: I don't know what took so long for them to announce yeah. it. I figured you know after the first weekend they would have said, "Holy crap, we're onto yeah. a goldmine here. Let's churn out another season." Well, uh, and you could tell that by the way they wrote it. It
2: was written for a second season. Yes. So it's uh, spoiler alert,
0: yeah. <laughs> and uh, Charlie Cox, who plays Matt Murdock on the show, um, spoiler alert: Matt Murdock is Daredevil, <laughs> um, but <laughs> spoiler alert: he's blind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was actually talking, and he said that they're going to start filming uh, season two this fall, and it should be released about this time next year. So, yeah. I also want to say that yeah, it, to to
2: match what Zook was saying, it, I I. I want to go out on a limb and say that they're really trying hard to make Wilson Fisk a very likable character, much in the same way that, like Breaking Bad, Walter White. Like you really, even though he's doing bad things, you really feel for the guy, especially later on in the series. And so, if you've if you've seen up to the last episode, you'll know what I'm talking about. But uh, I actually felt for the guy. <laughs> so, but you also didn't job. want to cross him.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> even though, yeah. Um. In comic news, Dark Knight Three. It's going news. to be coming out, coming out this year. Um, that's going to sound. Conf- if you don't follow DC Comics or Frank Miller, that's going to be a little bit confusing. So we need to explain. There's The Dark Knight, which is a movie. It's the second of the Nolan trilogy. Okay, The Dark Knight Returns, which is a Frank Miller comic.
0: Came out. Dark in, Knight. It, it came out in 1986. It's one of the most influential Batman comics out there.
1: Yeah. Um, the Dark Knight Rises, that's the third Nolan movie, and then there's Dark Knight 2, and now Dark Knight 3.
0: It's actually Dark, Dark Knight Night Strikes Returns Again is to... Dark Knight 2.
1: Oh, sorry. Yes, yeah. yes.
0: And, and Dark Knight 3 is subtitled The Master Race. Speaking <laughs> of master races like we were earlier,
1: Schmitty. It's just Batman beating up on Schmitty. Yeah. <laughs> It's Just 100 pages of that now, the graphic detail. No, this is when he finds
2: out that he's German.
1: Oh,
0: Oh, wow. Wow. Now, you know, Frank Miller actually tweeted this out. Um, I'm trying to get a date here. I know it's... I think it was just today or just tonight. Um, But for his first tweet in like three and a half years.
1: um, That isn't, oh my gosh, there are ghosts living in my beard.
0: But he... um, I I really did not like The Dark Knight Strikes Again. I thought that by that point Frank Miller had started buying into him into his own hype a little too much, and I don't think it was anywhere near as good as The Dark Knight Returns. And so I'm very apprehensive about this one.
1: Uh, honestly, mm-hmm. I love Dark Knight, I, and I don't think I'm on the fringe for saying that a lot of people do. It, it's uh, great. but I haven't liked. Yeah, I haven't liked a lot of Frank Miller's works recently.
0: Yeah, Frank. That's just me. Frank Miller hasn't been good lately.
1: Yeah, he's been very crazy, hence my ghosts are living in my beard comment, because that is something he'd say. Um, yeah, sorry, throwback joke, Schmitty, he finds out he's German, and he renames himself Deflutermos. Um,
0: <laughs> nice. Okay. And while we're okay. talking about Batman.
1: Yes, uh, just also, just now, uh, in fact, it's, we're recording this Thursday night, Friday. and this is going out on... Oh, jeez, what day is it? It is Friday. <laughs> it's Friday. I don't have to go to work tomorrow. Woo-hoo! Awesome. So this is also breaking and is now going off across the web. Uh, as we've been recording this episode for the last 50 minutes, I've been seeing more and more links pop up for it. But Jared Leto is uh, not just confirmed as a member of the Suicide Squad upcoming, but we have the first image of him. And uh, he is very tattoo covered. And As the Joker. He's got a grill.
0: <laughs> you think that's because Batman knocked his teeth out? Probably.
3: Yeah, yeah I like, okay, that suddenly makes sense.
1: I like
0: that idea. Batman just punched him in the face and knocked out all his teeth, so he went and got a grill. <laughs> uh,
3: there's there's actually a website, I, I forgot what it was, but they, they released a second image of him without his tattoos, and he actually looks a lot cooler with, without him. I
1: know, I don't see the Joker as being a tattooed guy, and I... Okay, if anyone, if any of our listeners out there have tattoos, I don't mean this is a knock on you. I truly don't. But typically people who tattoo themselves are because they actually want to identify with something and they want others to recognize that, okay? It could be a gang. It could be an Apple logo. It could be just, you know, a tramp stamp. It doesn't matter. They identify with something and they're willing to mark their body as such for other people to notice it. And the Joker is the Joker because he is just pure chaos, and he may not identify with anyone. I, I mean, if he's a D and D class, he is chaotic evil. In that, he, <laughs> you never know what he's going to do. And for him to sit in a chair and get himself all tattooed up with the standard ha ha ha's, and it, it just seems—I mean, it—it's almost like seeing the Joker with a tribal <laughs> with a tribal tattoo around his bicep. Yeah.
0: <laughs> See, though, I, I do think that the tats on that they have here on this image of, of the Joker. I think for the most part, they're appropriate to the character. I don't know that yeah. I like the direction they're going with the character. I'll have to wait and reserve judgment until I see it uh, on the big screen. But I think for what they're going for, it's probably appropriate.
1: I disagree. I'd say it'd be appropriate for someone in Batman Beyond, the, the future cartoon one, as someone who's a member of the Joker gang, tattooing themselves to look like that. Yes.
2: Like a fan of Jokers. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Not the Joker himself. Um,
0: I, I, I will say this, and again... I, not not to not to diss people with ink, but I think that I always envision the Joker as more of a high class criminal who wouldn't go down that road. Not to say that people with ink are low class, but you know, I, I just I, I don't see the Joker doing that. In all honesty, like you That's were like just you
1: ex- the, the Joker has like thug life tattooed over his throat. Yeah. <laughs> um. if the joker got a tattoo it would be over his throat and it would say batman punch here (laughs) because that's the joker style it would
0: be a target logo
1: yeah um all right um we gotta keep going here uh still on dc they have new superhero girls they are going to release um action figures actually
0: and digital comics and And a whole bunch of other stuff
1: Uh, Dr. Squishy brings this up in Motion Picture Show. Moving Picture Show, sorry. Um, I at once love this idea. I have little girls who love watching Teen Titans, the original one. Um, Justice League, um, Avatar. I mean, they love all the same shows my boys do, but they don't have a lot of uh, strong role models in them. I don't like the fact that they have reanimated them. So they're all teenagers now. They're all in high school. And they all look like they could actually be nine. <laughs> Like,
2: it, it makes them more relatable, like, you know, a lot Disney Princess style. Uh, I I understand why they're doing it, but but yeah, I'm with you on it. I I don't like it. I do know that my daughter's gonna like it, so at that
3: point, I don't care. I'll I'll, I'll dish out money for it. Let's be <laughs> yeah. honest here: superheroes are the new Disney princesses. Yeah, I, I agree. Much, much.
1: But but yeah, I'm right there with you, Schmidt. He's like, okay, it's all right for girls to be heroes. It's all right to be for girls to be powerful so long as they still look like barbie they're pretty and they're smiling it's like well no they're allowed to have emotions they're allowed to have depth and character still they're allowed to be brooding or gritty if they need to or unsure it's i don't know (laughs) as soon as we see the first episode where they're like stressing about prom or something i'm gonna ban it from the house just saying
2: (laughs) it's gonna be the first episode the love triangle between Batgirl, Batman, and Supergirl.
1: Yeah, yeah. Some some weird thing. It'll be Robin. <laughs> um, okay, in completely weird news. Uh, Full House is coming back as Fuller House because evidently they can't move out at all.
0: <laughs> and it's another Netflix original. And it's going dark.
1: <laughs> dark and gritty. <laughs>
0: it, it, yeah, the. The main character, like, her husband dies or something, I think.
3: Like, one of the little girls. And so she has to yep. move in with her DJ, sister. DJ D- Tanner is widowed.
1: Yeah. DJ Tanner is recently widowed. But I think you forget that her dad was recently widowed at the start yeah. of the original series. Yes. But
0: where cool. it gets dark is when we find out that, that Joey is actually doing comedy in back alleys for, for meth. And Uncle Jesse died in like some horrible motorcycle accident that his mullet
3: just couldn't he was, save. He him was from. combing his hair while driving his motorcycle. Yeah,
1: it, the motorcycle accident cut, set Don't fire comb to his and hair. Drive, Too much kids. product. Yeah. <laughs> now, the weird thing about this is looking at it now through the lenses of an adult. Okay, the reason that uh, Candace Cameron, who played DJ Tanner, uh, is going to be a a widowed a widow because she needs a paycheck. Well, no, because she's actually really, like, she and her brother, Kirk Cameron, went really hard into the Christian movement. Yes. Uh, and the four of us are Christians, so when I say the Christian movement, I mean the crazy one, Uh, okay? (laughs) And she doesn't want to have to act alongside or opposite a male actor as husband and wife when she actually has a husband at home.
2: Mm.
1: And that's a personal choice, and that's fine, um... Dave Coulier uh, has been really only a voice actor since then. So to have like this is as much as he can get. Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen want nothing to do with this because they're bigger than that franchise ever ended up. Bob Saget's now best known for his very raunchy comedy um, and a hideous HBO video where he's worse than we ever are on our worst nights. Um, (laughs) We're really not that bad compared to that guy, though. I mean, Jody Sweeten, um, who played Stephanie Tanner, got addicted to meth and alcohol um, and is a recovering addict. I mean, as an adult now, I know too much about these people. I don't want to watch them in a sitcom now playing these old roles. No,
0: no. I have no interest in this whatsoever. I know a lot of people do, though. People are like excited for this.
3: (sighs) I'm going to end up watching it, guys. not going to lie.
0: I probably will, too, (laughs) because my
3: wife will want to watch it. I'm a big Full House fan. Cool.
1: He was all over Stephanie.
3: Ah, <laughs> Stephanie Tanner, the Kimmy
0: Gibbler, man. He's
1: single, ladies. Oh.
0: He's single. Ah,
1: uh-huh. ah, oh, uh, single. Uh,
3: not for, not for Kimmy Gibbler. Sorry, guys.
1: Well, she's in the series too. Yeah. Comet the dog is dead, though. What? <laughs> <laughs> No! Just thought thought I'd just shoot that down right now.
3: No, he's not going to be dead. He's going to be live.
1: Okay, so Spider Man animated feature uh, with Legos. Yeah, not a real surprise. Batman Legos getting release dates. Not a surprise. Um, I think. movie, uh, too. Yeah, Lego. Years ago. The very first star wars lego game came out for xbox the original xbox i played it for five minutes and couldn't stop giggling so i called schmitty and said schmitty do you want to come over and play legos he came (laughs) over and we played that game through in one sitting
2: hour yeah it was like four hours five
1: hours we we didn't play it to utter completion there was a lot but it was just so freaking enjoyable it was just wonderful and I think that was the worst thing for it because we are just nonstop Lego everything now. And I'm getting kind of sick of it.
0: You know, I, I kind of am too. As much as I hate to say it, I loved the Lego. The first... I I think it was Star Wars was the first real Lego game that I got into. And I just got tired of them. They're all the same. Yeah.
2: But they're so fun. <laughs> I'm playing through the Lego Marvel one now with my kids. And it's, it's really good. I mean... It, I, I'm with you guys yeah it, it is getting a little tiring but they are smart because they're they're targeting the kids right now they are. and they're eating it up yeah. and I don't mind paying money for it as long as it's good and so
1: and the thing to remember too is honestly we get older and older and our tastes change and kids are always the same age yep so um, in a sign of the apocalypse not only are they making a TMNT 2 movie Tyler Perry's in it
0: plays Baxter Stockman because that's what we needed. Yes, <laughs> I, I just wish I just wish he was bringing in Medea.
1: Is that how I was you say? To say? It's Medea's mutant ninjas. <laughs> say what? <laughs> um. Okay. M- yeah. Medea I replaces Megan better.
0: Fox. <laughs> oh,
1: <geez>. <laughs> <laughs> and no one is trying to get with her. Um, <laughs> Point Break is being remade. Cool. Okay. I know that's supposed to be some kind of movie that's like the quintessential man or bro movie. Never watched it. Don't care. I um, <laughs> just, just saying. Uh, and finally, Paramount is rumored to be developing a Galaxy Quest TV series. This is Can- actually pretty exciting. <laughs> this is like the most meta episode. So there's a movie about a fictional TV series that itself is fiction. And then they have to go and really be these characters. And they play it on a fictional TV show. And now we're actually going to make the TV show that was (laughs) fictionally portrayed in this movie a fiction.
2: But it became nonfiction when the aliens came and had recreated their entire ship. It's one of my favorites. And I'm I'm glad that they're doing this because it, it needed a TV series to begin with. I don't think it should have been a movie to begin with. So good on them.
1: It's just, <laughs> I, it's, it hurts my brain. And with that, we move on to our favorites. But I, I actually, I kind of want to go back and watch the movie again now. <laughs> Admit it. We all love it. Yeah. Okay, um, so John Oliver, who I think is absolutely hilarious, came out with a new uh, video for his last week tonight. <laughs> where he brings up something that completely went over my head. I didn't even realize this had happened, but it came out earlier this year that Ted Turner produced a video for the end of the world. It is a video to be held until the end of the world is happening, and then aired on CNN. (laughs) I'm not kidding. It's a military band playing God Be With You Till We Meet Again. Uh, no, 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 I, I apologize. Near my, near my God to Thee. Near My God to Thee, yes. Yeah, supposedly the same song being played on the deck of the Titanic as it went down. Oh. <laughs> first off, who made a video thinking that this is the first thing they're going to need to do? Uh, and second off, really, that's what we're going to go out on? So John Oliver made a much better one with Martin Sheen. And you've got to check this one out. It is pretty awesome. And it's way better than the other one.
3: Yeah,
2: it will cause the end of the world. <laughs> uh, my favorite, uh, I, it's been a while since I've shared a video from Dorkly Bits, um, so I thought this was appropriate. This is uh, from Dorkly's uh, YouTube channel. Uh, the title is If Sega Owned Mario, um, and spoiler alert, it's it's all a, a bad dream that Mario has. Uh, however, it does end on a stab at Ubisoft, so it's it, it's
0: definitely worth the watch. Check it out. Okay, <laughs> that that was weird. I think Schmitty just died there. Uh, are are you dead, Schmitty? No, I'm still here. Okay, he died like oh, hey. on the air. Like,
1: <laughs> I
3: I died for a second there too. So
1: it was it was the Martin Sheen video. <laughs> I had to
3: mute the cough. So I, <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Colin, I think you're out. <laughs> All right. So uh, my favorite this week is uh, they had the huge Star Wars celebration uh, in Anaheim for 2015, uh, the film festival. Utah owned it. There, there were two major submissions. Uh, one was uh, Knights of the Old Republic Broken Souls uh, by Jared uh, Siech, uh Jessica Smith, and their crew. Uh, which ended up taking the Best Visual Effects Award. Uh, And then uh, filmmaker Alex Watson, uh, who is with uh, J-Watt Productions, ended up getting Best Nonfiction and Audience Choice. So congratulations to all of our Utah winners. Way to represent.
0: And we are running long, so I will be quick. If you have Android and you're on Lollipop, but you don't like the lock screen... I got really tired of it. I've got a replacement for you. It's called, uh, I think it's Zooey. That's how you say it. Uh, but it is an amazing lock screen. Highly cost, highly customizable. Um, Zooey Locker. Elegant lock screen is the, is the name of it. Uh, highly customizable. Works on both ice cream sandwich and jelly bean and all the way up, I believe. So I think it's 4.0 and higher. Uh, but yeah, it, it works great on Lollipop. I love it. Check it out.
1: All right. Uh, awesome. I just installed it right now. I'll have to check that out. Um, special thanks to everyone. Uh, if you want to uh, get a hold of us, let us know who we're doing. Feedback at droids.com, Follow us on Twitter. Friend us on Facebook. You can also give us a call at 11 Um You know the rest of it. Uh, until next time. Cheers. End of line. Adios. Good day. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.